0: rescue radio because there's a war for your soul
1: let's pray father god We thank you, Jesus, that you're with us in the midst of the battle. Lord God, that this battle has already been won. It was won when you defeated the enemy on the cross. And for that, we are thankful. We are grateful. Lord God, even before we knew we needed to be saved, you found us and rescued us, Lord God, even when we uh, didn't even realize we were lost. So I thank you today, Father, for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive. Rest and receive the revelation, the understanding of your word so that we might be set free and set others free, that we might not be entangled in the attitudes of ingratitude, entitlement, uh, and and uh, lack, and murmuring, complaining. Lord God, may we not be caught up in the complaining and murmuring. Father, I thank you, Jesus, again, for dying on the cross. Thank you for giving us the great power that you have, authority to, over all the powers of the enemy, um, to bind, to loose, to forbid, to permit, to forgive, to release from judgment. Thank you, Lord God that you've given us the power to give back to you the power to be the judge. And I thank you, Lord God, that you promised us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So first of all, we're asking today for the shields of God over everyone, all of us who hear this broadcast everywhere, anywhere, whenever, that the shields of the Almighty God would be put up around us, erected around us, constructed around us, keeping us Um, protected in our frequencies, our vibrations, our thoughts and meditations, our internal operations, electrical circuits, etc., that Satan cannot tamper with us through his uh, EMFs and through the uh, frequencies that he's, the Prince of the Power of the Air is emitting through all of these waves to destroy us. Father God, that your word protects us. I thank you also for the divine promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, no deed done, no action taken, no attitude developed in our own minds or souls hearts will be able to be used against us lord god that those things that come prowling around inside of us acting as if they're us implanting thoughts and feelings into our souls and then getting us to believe that that is us that those will be exposed today by those who are listening to this program through the holy spirit and father i thank you lord god that you are the faithful witness the wonderful counselor thank you for this broadcast bless it protect us amen
0: Amen. Good Amen. morning. Good morning. Good well, morning. Well, I have a question or for you. Good evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to this. Well,
1: are you Are you thankful? We're talking today about Thanksgiving, the power of Thanksgiving, the curse of ingratitude. Uh, just Just answer a personal question. Are you happy? Are you thankful?
0: I'm very thankful. What I'm thankful, thankful for you. I thank oh. you for our family. I yeah. thank you for air to breathe and be able to yeah, yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those little and, things we uh,
1: take for granted, like air to breathe and Eyes that blink, eyelids that work, um things like friends, <laughs>
0: friends and good food. You know, a lot that. of times
1: we sit around the Thanksgiving table and yeah. we go around the table, Okay, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful and it's you know, these basic things but really you know, every little thing, you know, the the fact that my neurotransmitters are working today is great. I mean, you know, but I don't think about that all the time. Well, there's an old song. Easy an to take things for granted, song. yeah.
0: There's an old song called Count Your Blessings. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and Very a lot of times, old, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, we can count all kinds of things. We've got all kinds of calculations to... Oh, you know, yeah. for, for Numbers. rocket science Figuring and space shuttles and everything things. like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Businesses project things mm-hmm. and figures, figures, mm-hmm. information, information, information. And uh, but we we don't uh, we're not really very good at counting our blessings. We don't stop long. Well, we're so why? busy running, running, running. Well, maybe doing, doing, doing what we're whatever we're doing. We're caught up in this momentum of life, and mm-hmm. we forget oftentimes to count our blessings. Sometimes well, we, people don't count their blessings until those blessings are gone. Well, I think because you don't appreciate your house until a hurricane comes and takes it know, away. I don't know. And it's like, oh, now I don't have a place. I guess I had it pretty good before the hurricane.
1: I think people don't count their blessings uh, because they don't think about a blesser. Or they don't think about someone who's actually well, sending. It. They think we yeah. are kind of of the mindset in America anyway that I've earned everything. It's mine. I had. I worked for it. Um, and I I deserve it.
0: Well, yeah, and we have coming up now at at the time of this broadcast, just in a few weeks, there's our national holiday called Thanksgiving Day, which is... Mm-hmm. A very overlooked holiday. It's it's a kind of a, Swept under like the rug. nobody really makes a whole lot of money on it except maybe the grocery stores. We don't have Thanksgiving trees, and we don't have right. You, know, you don't have Thanksgiving presents. Go. Uh, you don't have Thanksgiving parties except maybe a, you know. You maybe, don't dress maybe up, maybe up in costumes. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's so, so it's an overlooked holiday. I mean, the turkey growers obviously in America come out really good on this well, we hope. because this is their big uh, deal. Well, bless them, but. but Bless the turkey growers, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of this overlooked holiday between Halloween, which is, is becoming more and more today, of a, of a actually, celebration Halloween. today as we're broadcasting As we celebrate Halloween.
1: Satan's high day. Yeah, so, so
0: we're not celebrating Satan's high day today.
1: Can I say something about that before yes. we go on? Because I know Halloween is today, and by the time you hear this, Halloween will probably be over. But let me tell you something, that if you participate in these things that belong to the devil, you're actually giving agreements to the devil. I don't even care if you dress your children up. I know you say, oh, that's so prudish and old-fashioned. But any way we give agreement to the devil, you give agreement to the food you eat when you put it in your body. Any agreements we make give permission uh, to the one you've agreed with to do whatever they want to do with that permission. And so if you're eating dead food, you're giving permission to dead food to tear down your health and your body. If you're wearing and dressing, and and let's just say clothing that has black skulls and whatnot, white bones and skulls, you're giving permission. You're saying, I like death. Here's a a permission for death to come and and hang with me. And and, and this goes the same with um, participating in these holidays. So when you say, well, what's, you know, when it is you know there are holidays, and let me just say this too quickly. There are holidays like Christmas that have a mixed basis. They, they, some right. are celebrating the birth of Jesus, some are celebrating the winter solstice, blah blah blah. Now, in those particular mixed holidays, where you have two options, you have two different sources, two different stories. You choose which one you're going to celebrate, and celebrate that one according to who you believe. And we believe, of course, in God. So, if you want to celebrate Jesus' birthday, then or on September 11th, when it probably really happened, go for it. But in Thanksgiving, it's a pretty clear day. I don't think Satan is inc- encouraging any of his people to be thankful for anything. Well, right. It's well, not a. Divi- it's not a diabolical attribute. You know, well, it's a, it's a divine attribute. Really,
0: well, what what's happens around Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Day weekend? in America is that um, you know it's when folks travel it's like the day before thanksgiving is one of the probably the biggest travel day of the year mm-hmm. people travel pig out eat too much watch football and get ready for black friday mm-hmm. and of course people get upset because Oh that is so spiritual isn't it because people get upset for you know okay uh, is the store going to be open on thanksgiving day or not
1: well here's the deal pre- though pre- preparation. we can we can yeah you're right or people can travel to see families, to be grateful, to well, encourage, that's, to bless, that's good. to relate, to encourage, laugh with, be happy with your well, family. Well, it's, it's nothing
0: wrong with having a good feast as long as you just don't just overindulge, which we tend to right. do. But, but getting back to this area of, of ingratitude, yeah. you know, we, we have to talk about this foundation first, that ingratitude... Is actually, it's a deadly attitude. Mm -hmm. Ingratitude is a deadly attitude. If you read in Romans chapter 1, verse 6, uh, Paul says, For I am, well, let's look at Romans 1, verse 18. Mm -hmm. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all godliness and and unrighteousness of men Mm -hmm. who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown that to them uh since but for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse so there there is a revelation of God for, right. to mankind
1: and no excuse
0: but it's gotten twisted it's gotten perverted He in mm-hmm. verse twenty one because although they knew God in the in the in the early on in human history there was an awareness a, a awareness of the one true living god but it got all perverted with you know satan's lies and idolatry and all this kind of stuff they did not they did know god but then they didn't glorify him as god so they got pulled away mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. they got pulled away another thing nor were thankful mm-hmm. so he he brings us out they did not glorify him as god neither were they, they thankful? thankful. Mm-hmm. And what and what were the results of this? Not glorifying God as God, not being thankful, they became what? Futile in their thoughts, vain in their thoughts. Wasteful. Foolish in imaginations. Yeah, foolish. Yep. Their foolish hearts were darkened, professing them to be wise, they became fools and so forth. It goes on and on and God gives well, it them just up degenerates to uncleanness. from there. It's it de- a degeneration. Yeah. But a a key factor of this is not glorifying God as God and not being thankful. Right. This is the this is kind of the beginning of the avalanche of degeneration where there is an attitude of ingratitude.
1: Well, it began with the first commandment thou shalt have no other gods before me. And I think this though we think this is well common sense and of course uh back in those days there were many many gods that were vying for the position of God many fallen angels had taken up jurisdiction uh, visited among the humans. And there was the gods, the mythology, the paganism. So when we're talking about the options here of godlessness, there were many, the ungodly, the, the unrighteous, the vile, the perverted. And so those who were thankful and had to recognize that their life their, their 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 life came from the ones who got. They were the ones who were thankful and grateful. Well, and that's the, the dis- caused them to be distinguished from the others. Right.
0: The ingratitude was started, you know, back then, <clears throat> and it's continued to this present day. Paul writes to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter three, uh, beginning with verse one. Oh yeah. But know this that in the last days mm-hmm. perilous times will come. Uh, in the Amplified Bible, I believe it says times of stress. And times that are hard to deal with. Um, Why? For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Mm -hmm. Boy, this is describing America and a good share of the world in our present day. Mm -hmm. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, Mm -hmm. disobedient to parents, unthankful, Mm -hmm. unholy, Mm -hmm. unloving, unforgiving, Mm -hmm. slanderers, without self-control, brutal, brutal, despisers of good, Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness Mm -hmm. but denying its power and from such people turn away. But right in there with brutal, uh, disobedient to parents, proud lovers, self-love, blasphemy is unthankfulness. Mm -hmm. So it's a characteristic, Paul said, of the last days that people will be unthankful. Mm -hmm. When you think of what's going on, you touched on it earlier. The ingratitude, the the discontent. You know, we we're never satisfied. And of course, uh advertising is there to create discontent. Yep. You don't like what you have. Not good so not, you've yeah. got to have this, you've got to have this car, you've got to have this dress, you've got to more. have mm-hmm. this. More this. Loved, happy and and loved. so complaining is, is basically the order of the day. I mean people get together Murmuring, uh yeah. in, in in the restaurants and complain about what's going on. Or, or what happens is, and this is a common thing too, that we take things and others for granted.
1: Well, going back to complaining for a second and murmuring, um, it's so easy to be negative. It's so easy to look. We've been trained in, in 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 our experiences to kind of see things through the glass, half empty or dark. I don't think this, most people aren't born into a a place where things go well for them most of the time. So we kind of are in, you know, programmed to. Just look for the problems you know we're alert, hyper vigilant a fearful we're we're living and looking at our life through the lenses of fear, oh no, what if anxiety, and this creates that negativity which creates an an, an an um a resistance to looking up, giving praise, worshiping God, and being thankful and I think thanksgiving is actually an act of worship to God because when you're thankful, you're looking to him, the author and finish of our faith, we're looking to him, the one who provides all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Um, And so it's a whole different disposition, but it's not the normal disposition. It's not we as spiritual beings can see thankfulness and gratitude. Not saying that people who don't have that aren't thankful, but um, I I believe it's not a natural disposition to the the second nature, to the carnal man.
0: Well, we're inundated (laughs) with bad news, problems, corruption, Mm -hmm. evil, injustice we 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 got We're, more yeah. of it's being deluged through the, well, the internet well just think about the one thing th- that, that you just way. said
1: the injustice mm-hmm. i mean j- just that in itself the the acts of criminal violent subtle uh twisted false accusations perversions bribery uh, cheating things that have ripped off and 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 ruined and destroyed and stolen people's lives their livelihood their uh, reputations their honor their, their safety, their homes, these kinds of injustices begin to tend to swallow us up and we become activated actually in trying to figure out how to fix an injustice. So this sets us up on the edge of bitterness because bitterness is anger. Anger comes from an injustice. And when that can't be solved, a result is we tend to swallow that anger and it becomes a bitterness. So it becomes like it begins to taminate contaminate all of our other thoughts and dispositions so gratitude of you know what paul says and i think it's james too rejoice in everything uh, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations uh rejoice in everything and everything give thanks okay that's a pretty general statement in everything give thanks rejoice in trials how many of us that's our first reaction to a trial is to rejoice and say yeah here we go. This is exciting. Yippee. I get to I get to rejoice because God's got a plan here. No Moses go, "Oh no, what am I going to do? Make the phone call, call for the the whatever, whatever to try to quickly figure out how to fix this and resolve it without first seeking God and looking right, to him." Right,
0: because fear seems like yeah. it's the first response, fear Yeah, fear all, is the first all, response, all no. yeah. yeah. Because because we think and the, you know, I think the older you, I was talking with someone about uh Listening to someone, uh, I think it was on 60 Minutes the other day, about this these young people that um, that were making fake documents to save the lives uh, of the Jews during World War II mm-hmm. under the oppression of the Nazis, mm-hmm. and they were very young. Sometimes they're in their late teens, and they were they had this secret printing operation where they would make fake documents mm-hmm. that would allow. Jews to leave the country, makes, yeah. saying yeah. that they were not Jews, mm-hmm. and it's like they, they, the the uh, the interviewer was asking this lady who is now in her you know well into her nineties, says, "Weren't you guys afraid?" He says, "Well, no, not really." He says, "When you're when you're younger, you're not as afraid. Mm-hmm. When you're older, you get more afraid because you realize more and more stuff what that things could, could happen." That could happen.
1: Well, that's good. That that's good that they aren't so uh, chained down saddled with fear and anxiety because they're the ones with the zeal they're the ones with the drive and and that's kind of inspiring even to the older ones to see that they but too bad they don't have a little more direction in their zeal in their zealousness but but back you know
0: what what and then there was interviews with some of these people that were saved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that were saved through the people that made these false documents for them that Identified them not as Jews, so they could escape, mm-hmm. and they were so thankful. He says, "We are forever grateful because you know they knew that if they would have been dead, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for those people." Well, so, so there's there's that's an interesting
1: little parallel to what we would have been dead if it wouldn't have been for the document that was written in our behalf that was nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he is the King of the Jews. He's the King of the. He's the King of all of us. He's the Savior of the world. And and I think we, because we're not maybe in a, 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 a spiritual jeopardy that we're aware of right now, you know, we always think that, oh, you know, there's, I'm never going to die. There's never going to be a day of reckoning. There's never going to be a time when everything is made right and just. It's just today is the battle. Today I'm in it. Today is, I got to, you know, you know, be present for this day. Um, that we don't realize the that, that our lives were spared as well, that mm. they're spared from, um, the for sure, sud- sure and sudden death of the enemy if right. Jesus wouldn't have died for us.
0: Right, right. When We would have been lost forever in hell, and that alone is sufficient for us to be thankful you know, uh, to God for our whole well, life. Well, going
1: back to that analogy one more time, these Jews who lived in this everyday terror of, of being kidnapped or carted away into the prisons, the concentration camps, hearing the loss and... Not knowing where their loved ones had been taken off to, and some had reports of others being killed or whatever, they were living in constant threat constant fear, and they mm. totally they totally knew that they totally knew they were marked, and it was just a matter of time before they would be the next one to be nabbed and I think in our world, in our spiritual condition of danger, we don't realize that that those who are lost are in in that same mm. position. Of at any moment, any time, they could be nabbed, they could be taken, carted off, uh, and be lost. And so they aren't aware of it because the world around us is so distracting and it is so deceptive. And we believe, oh, well, things aren't that bad or things are, you know, I've got this. And we don't think about the spiritual destiny like these people. I have to get out of here. We don't think about that uh, on an everyday basis. So... Well, we're not the, happy or great grateful for that then.
0: Right. Well, the thing is the way a, a wonderful <laughs> way that we show our gratitude for what the Lord has done to rescue us mm-hmm. uh is to help rescue others. Uh that's how we show it because we know the danger that we were in and uh and the Lord pulled us out of that and and put us give us new life. So mm-hmm. the the expression of thanksgiving is is in worship in our hearts every day. And, and, w- and worship is really more than just mm-hmm. singing praises to God and church on Sunday. Right. It it is a it's everything that we are. Everything we do. Everything mm-hmm. we do unto the Lord. Yeah, everything. everything I mean, washing the dishes, driving the, the car. Uh, yeah. Everything a, can be
1: an act of worship. Uh, eating your food can be an act of worship unto the Lord because you're thankful for the food that He's provided for you.
0: Well, it's like uh, Ruth Bell Graham the. Uh, you know, a wife of uh, Billy Graham. She used to. We're told that she had a little sign by her sink, kitchen sink, that said, "Divine service or divine worship will be performed here three times a day." Mm-hmm. So everything words, every then, if the we do it, whatever you do in word right. or deed, Paul said, "Do all to the glory of God. Do it all in the name of Jesus."
1: Yeah, and it, it reminds me of Philippians chapter um, two, where he said, "Do all things." Without murmuring, without disputing, that you may become blameless, harmless, children Mm -hmm. of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you, you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ Jesus, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Going back to those little words, murmuring, complaining, grumbling, uh, d- disputing murmuring is like you know obviously grumbling, and we talked about that already a little bit, not being happy, being anxious, looking for the negative, being afraid, um looking around you, comparing yourself and what you have with other people, uh seeing the injustices, kind of mutter- muttering under under your breath, disputing means to become uh to argue or to become contentious, and I'm thinking of the the uh the the story that stands out for me is the story of the children of Israel murmuring in the wilderness when they'd been out in the desert for a while and they didn't, they were getting sick of the mammon uh, and they wanted the food, of that. they wanted meat and they wanted the, the kind of food they had in Egypt. And so after several days of complaining, God decided to give them the quail and he sent these flocks of quail that flew so low they could grab them out of the out of the air without even using a gun or an arrow. And they they gorged themselves on these uh, on, on these birds and the they mur- didn't
0: even cook them; they just yeah, ate I them raw. Yeah, I think that's too. That's, gr- that's gross, isn't it?
1: Well, that's probably why they got sick. But anyway,
0: yeah.
1: they were murmuring uh, for this meat that that, and they wanted, and they were not grateful for the food God had provi- provided for them. And so what happened is they were start they, they these scorpions or snakes or vipers, uh, they began to go through the the. Uh, they also were released. The viper was a spiritual a uh, little thing that had been released in Pharaoh's court. Um, when when Moses and Aaron uh, and the magicians of Pharaoh had their challenges and the magicians threw down their rods and they all became serpents and Moses had Aaron throw, throw down his rod and it became also a, a serpent and a snake and it ate up all of theirs, it stayed the curse because the people, the, the magicians, had the power to send the the scorpions. And so I am sure after they were in the desert a little bit, these magicians, and there was an open door. For now the people of God weren't worshiping, following God with one heart. They were beginning to murmur and complain that there was a spiritual opening, Satan's son opening. Mm -hmm. And so I believe the magicians of Pharaoh threw down their rods again, and these vipers went after the children of Israel because there was the ingratitude. And what happened is then at this big contest, um, there was also a sort of a spiritual showdown where the children of Israel had to choose whether they were going to go back to Egypt, whine for the things of Egypt, oh, we had it better back then, uh, or if they were going to look to the provision God had given them, which was a simple and very unmedical device, no medical intervention here at all in this very medical condition. Um, Moses was told to put up a bronze a uh, staff and put a, a bronze serpent on it, which would, of course, be a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ on the cross. And um, I, I'm not sure if the staff was bronze, but the serpent was bronze. Yeah. Anyway, so, so and the people, all they had to do, they didn't have to touch it. They didn't have to kiss it. They didn't have to, you know, rub it up against them. They just had to look in that direction because that looking was the act God was looking for it was the act of surrender, repentance, submission and obedience. And so when they looked towards the cross, so to speak, they were instantly healed. And so we see that um, the cross is the remedy for any of Satan's. See, Satan set up the condition of the, the lack in the, in the wilderness. There was, they, they, he put it in their minds. We want the, fi- the, 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 the meat. We want the mm-hmm. old things, the leeks, mm-hmm. the garlics, the melons, or whatever. And so he began to create a whining, uh, a murmuring and ingratitude, and unthankfulness in their heart. It began, the whole problem began when they were tempted, and they didn't recognize it as a temptation because they looked around them and said, well, look, there is no meat. This is gross. We've been eating this mam- mammon, mam- manan, ma- what is it? Mammon.
0: Manna. Manna, thank M-A-N-N-A, you. M-A-N-N-A, oh. not oh, mammon.
1: God, the Mammon, you know, the God. Mammon speaks of riches.
0: Yeah, you yeah. Can't serve God and Mammon, but they had manna. They had manna. <laughs> sorry
1: people. Anyway, you know, it's been early. Yeah. Whatever. And so, um, so they were like unhappy, uh, and that started in their minds. And so, when God looks down on us and He sees the devil begin to tempt us, that's why James says, "Count it all joy, rejoice, throw that thing, that thought out the window, and count your blessings." So that began their process. And so, uh, Paul in Philippians is bringing back this whole concept of, you know, these tests are to prove our character, uh, they're to, um, uh, you know, refine our faith uh, and clarify our allegiances. Um, do we serve God for what he gives us or do we serve God for who he is? And so um, as we go on in there, we'll kind of, well, I'll check back with you on that in a minute because I think Jerry wants to say well, something. Yeah, about yeah, the-
0: in, 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 in prayer. So some, sometimes... You know, a lot of have you ever been gone to a prayer meeting, and when you're done, you're just so depressed. Mm-hmm. You are just like, oh my goodness, this was yeah. We just what because what the what was the prayer meeting? The prayer meeting was complaining out loud to God, yeah, I on so. and on and on about this is bad, this is wrong, this is this is this, mm-hmm. is this is this is, and you get you get overwhelmed with instead of coming out of there believe oh Lord God you've got this under control. Does God know the problem? I think sometimes let your requests be made known to God. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we we try to we we think prayer is informing God of all the problems. Yeah. Well he knows the problems mm-hmm. and he said, Well we acknowledge Lord this is going on but but we look to you so to take care yeah. of this. And so uh complaining and whining uh, and that's if that's all we do in prayer. That's that's not prayer. That's not intercessory yeah. prayer. Now, you, if you read in the book of Acts when the, you know the the gospel was being threatened, you know, said they said, "Shut up! Don't preach any more in the name of Jesus." They got together and prayed. They said, "Okay, look at what they're trying to do, Lord. But the, what they're trying to shut this down. This, this is the gist of it. They're trying to shut down this gospel witness that we're bringing. But Lord, we're looking to you." Mm-hmm. You know, stretch forth your hand to heal. Give us boldness, and 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 they when they when they had prayed, the place was uh, shaken where they were assembled, and they all spoke the word of God with boldness. So there was a victorious note at, at the end, and that's the way prayer should be. Because Philippians says, uh, chapter four, he said uh, verse six, uh, six and seven. Be anxious for nothing. Okay, don't mm-hmm. worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, mm-hmm. let your requests be made known to God. Okay, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, the result of prayer should what be? It, it needs to be mixed with thanksgiving. Peace. Don't mm-hmm. okay. No, he's saying don't worry. Mm-hmm. Pray. There's an old chorus that goes, "Why worry when you can pray?" So. Prayer is not worrying out loud. It well, he's or, in, here. or in your heart. Be anxious. Don't be anxious.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pray. Bring this before the Lord. Get, make specific requests, but be thankful to Him. Let your requests be made known to God. Okay, so He knows them already. But some, I think it's for us. It's not informing God. It's just saying, okay, looking here. Here's the situation. But Lord, I'm thanking You that you are going to take care of this. So
1: the power of gratitude mixed with prayer, the power of thanksgiving uh, empowers that prayer and supplication and keeps it on the right track. It's almost like an arrow. It It has to have both sides so that the feathers has to be the the asking side. It has to be the, the thanking side because it keeps our hearts from going into the place of negativity and 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 slumbering or going into despair when you you mix your thankfulness with the anxious, it kind of uh it it uh nullifies the anxiety and it it elevates the prayer, lifts it up to god uh th- that then it becomes an act of praise. so I really believe, and that's that's very powerful, but people don't remember that part when we're praying, we oftentimes like you just said, we get deep and in, deeper into the despair. We rehash the problem. We re we re uh, cause the fear, the anxiety to resurface, and we begin to um, not come up with faith and praise. We come up with more fear and discouragement, which is the danger of praying. Actually,
0: yeah. Well, we're, we get overwhelmed with all the problems and all the mm-hmm. evil and all the issues, rather than being overwhelmed by. The grace and the faithfulness of God.
1: That's right, because God wants to ensure or create a peace in our heart. When you pray, and some people say, "Well, I I feel the the burden lifted." I prayed through. That's really getting that place where peace, where you know in your heart, even though it doesn't look okay yet, that it's all okay, it's okay. And this goes beyond this kind of gratitude and peace. Carry us beyond. Um, where our natural mind, our natural emotions can go, it surpasses understanding, it takes us beyond that. And then he re- he reminds us in verse 8 of this kind of very important thing, that part of th- thankful gratitude is to think on, meditate on, put in, keep in your mind right. whatsoever things are pure, true, lovely, noble, honest, of good report, things that are positive, they- that if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things See, people who meditate on the negative become negative people who meditate on the positive and the hopeful and the bless the blessing become uh, Grateful And more fun to be around. They're not the discontent. They're not the unhappy. They're not the dissatisfied. They're the ones you like to be with. They're the ones who build up your faith. They're the ones who
0: believe
1: God. No matter what it looks like, they believe God.
0: And people that are just being around, people that are always complaining and griping, I mean, they're just drainers. There's two kinds of people, I say, that there's drainers and fillers.
1: And you know, that's true, because there's a lot of times we don't even realize that we have to, that the Bible says, what the heart is full of the mouth speaks. And so we're all in this same human condition, of our hearts being tempted to be afraid, to be negative. To, and, and then you have the problem, once your heart speaks it, it out of your mouth, you've just given permission to those words to go and bring forth whatever you said. So if you, you, you curse the day, or you, you, uh, you declare negative things over the situation, uh, because that your heart is full of fear, you have just you have just given birth to that fear you've just given agreement to that fear because you added your words to that fear and words are life and death words are powerful words bring forth and i you know just to kind of understand the depth of philippians i think we need to go back for a minute to what paul is saying this whole book is about rejoicing it's it about is. being thankful and yeah. yet and yet look at this very interesting he says in chapter 2 he, what is what is paul thankful for uh, what is he happy about what is he grateful for what what keeps him going? Um, he says, um, you know, as we read in verse fourteen, that God would uh, would carry us through, and we would become blameless and harmless children of God. Then, in verse seventeen, he says, "Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you for with with you all. For the same reason, you you also be glad and rejoice with me. If I'm being used up, if I'm being completely given over to the gospel of Jesus Christ poured out even even to the point of of losing my life being a sacrifice he said rejoice with me be happy with me this is amazing this is the best thing that ever happened to me this is beyond description he is so he's so crazy out of his mind to think I mean he's so not normal to be happy about being poured out as a drink offering or sacrifice and then he goes on in chapter three and he says um he's talking about Verse one, finally, my brother, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoicing is like gratitude. It's like being happy. It's like being thankful. Um, I, I write it to you again. This is not tedious. It is safe. So he's saying, this is good for you. This is important for you. I want to keep you safe. Beware of the dogs. Of course, he says, there's lots of garbage going on out there. Lots of counterfeit gospels going on there. Pretenders, pretentious, peddling the gospel of Jesus Christ. All these words he's used. Beware of them. And then he says, they go on with all their little legalistic reasons why they're so good and they should get into, he- into heaven. And he says, but he says, indeed, I, verse 8, I trashed all that stuff. I count it as loss. It's nothing. Um, it's n- compared to what I want. I'm going after the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, and for whom I have suffered the loss of all these things. I gave up all of these pedi- pedigrees, c- credentials, lifestyle, uh, ambitions uh dreams uh, retirement plans i've given it all up i count this but rubbish that i may do one thing he wanted one thing and that was to gain christ and be found in him found this is totally totally not normal this is not even normal for the church to be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is brought is through the faith of jesus christ and the righteousness which is from god by faith so he's saying all of this legalistic you know you know, pedigrees and, and, and positions and power and acclamations. He says, it's, I want just one thing. I want to be found in Christ, having the faith of Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. How much more honor can you give me, Lord God, than to let me suffer with you? That is crazy. How many of us out there are raising our hands, Oh, I want to suffer with Jesus. Oh, I want to give up my life for Jesus being conformed even to his death that I might by, uh, if by any means, Attained to the resurrection from the dead. And he, so he's saying, uh, I press towards the goal for the prize of the, high, of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He says, this is what it's... Uh, this man was nuts, okay? I mean, in a good way, I'm saying he was nuts. He well, was content, he was satisfied, he, was, he had his job uh, set before him, his course set before him, he was happy, even if it meant going down into the valley of death. This guy was thankful.
0: He was in prison when he wrote this. Well, and, that's and, even better. And, and it <coughs> wasn't the prisons like uh, the ha- we have today, which are kind of like um, some of them, you know, like recreation centers. Some it wasn't like that at all. And so he was there. He learned to rejoice and, and, and be thankful in, in everything. Mm-hmm. In everything, give thanks. Yeah, so he this says, is the will of God in Christ he Jesus. He says, I'm not like you.
1: some. He says, who seek not uh, 21 of 2. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. Do you realize that if we would stop all trying to build our own little empires and kingdoms in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the church, and start laying down our lives and going where we needed to go, like Paul, that this thing would be done already? But so many of us think we're giving this human big sacrifice to God by going into the ministry, which is basically just another career option for many people. And it doesn't have any, you know, real merit to anything except that they just, they just have a little different language that they use, and their, their game, uh, how you win the game, is a little bit different. It's just like a different game. You're going to be a basketball player, a football player, a baseball player, a hockey player. You know, it's just the same thing. Only it's just a little different language, little tiny bit different rules, but it's the same. Nothing, is the same. Nothing. Paul says, lay down your life. Don't seek your own stuff. That's what being really thankful and grateful is it's not even about me it's about i'm so i'm so enthralled with taken up with in love with jesus christ that nothing down here matters because obviously this isn't going to matter after all anyway after a while i should say it will matter because it determines our positions in heaven or hell but ultimately what you're suffering through now is something we're going through so he just wanted to make sure that people weren't hung up on that
0: well it it's <clears throat> like God is so good to all of us psalm one forty five verse nine it says God is good to all and matthew five forty three through forty five Jesus said he makes his son to rise on the just mm-hmm. and the unjust rain on the just and the unjust
1: but if we don't know he's good to us, we've missed the whole point we yeah. We then can't be thankful. Because well, we, we it's, we're darkened, we're under. We don't understand well, think, yeah. that, and that's what this world has done to the hope for people that come into this world. They've said, "No, there's no God. He doesn't really exist. He's an option, maybe at best, if he even exists." But you got to do this yourself, and we're going to give you immortality through our new scientific, you know,
0: artificial intelligence, transhumanism, that sort of thing. Oh my goodness! What, yeah. What so so, but but we were just yeah. We're under this deluge. Of, of of lies and self effort and, and self aggrandizement and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But but the thing is, if you you look to God, you know, and God, He's so good to us that when we every you know every good and perfect gift, James said, is from above, and and he says in in Acts chapter fourteen, uh, Paul writes there about how He gives us. Uh, food giving us seasons and and times and mm-hmm. food and, mm-hmm. and and all that sort of stuff, so I mean can I we say- are we are it is he that is psalm one hundred says it is he that has made us, and not, not we, we ourselves. ourselves we think we've made ourselves yeah, it's we like are. what do who do we think we are yeah. that we can say oh yeah we're we're our own person we just we just take control and we have it. All uh, yeah, what you just said. Up us. He
1: has made us. We are made in His image, and so going we back, we did
0: not. In, we did not evolve through some random ourselves. chance. Yeah. We did not invent ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or we, reinvent ourselves. We are the
1: expression of the image of God. God is a giver. God is 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 showing us His His patience with us when He puts the rain, the good gifts on the bad and the good on the those who deserve and those who don't. But He. It, but the thing is, when we act like when we're unthankful, when we focus our desires on our own little narrow, selfish, unloving, ungiving, unforgiving, withholding selves, what I want, what I need, what I have to have, when we act like that, we are acting contrary to our original divine nature. And that makes us unruly, unhappy, ungrateful, and out of sorts. The the, the best, uh, most peaceful place we can be in this world is in that place where we're back to reflecting our original divine nature, which is the nature of God, which means we act like God. We're being the servants of others. We're not our own masters. We consider ourselves brothers, fellow soldiers, like Paul said, Mm -hmm. called to minister to one another's needs, not regarding our own lives to supply what is lacking, but looking to God. So really this journey, people, is very simple it's a journey where we began we began with god in the in the made in the image of god were uh, dispatched to this snake pit called earth and our divine nature was obscured we were re-instructed reprogrammed re re uh, psychologically reconditioned to believe the lies of the pit the lies of this world the god of this world was trying to corrupt our minds and thoughts and convince us that we are bad that we are because we are what we're doing and we're doing bad things or bad things are happening to us, so therefore we're bad. So then we begin to live out that mandate. But the whole journey of salvation, sanctification, is to return back to the original divine nature in which you were created, to love, to give, to be thankful, grateful, and to know that this whole thing is not about you. It is, not about, it is about God expressing his love for us in redeeming us and bringing us back through this horrific journey of death and destruction back to Him.
0: And that's what we have to do, is look beyond this life and onto Him. And it's interesting, um, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, and verses, um, uh, well, beginning with verse 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm -hmm. For we brought nothing into this world In a certain, we can carry nothing out. Mm -hmm. You're not going to bring your stuff with you to heaven, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Boy, that doesn't do much for the uh, advertising, does it not, for the economy, No,
1: discontentment, depression, and disease make money.
0: That's exactly, that's the big big money And if you're
1: happy and you're full of joy, you'll be full of health, you won't be sick, as, and so, therefore, you won't need all the world's remedies. And Satan sets everything up, so we need his remedies, and we go broke ty- trying to purchase his medications, his pharmacia, his, sur- his his survival equipment, because his solutions, because he set up the problem. It's that Hegelian dialect. He sets up the problem, then he creates a solution to the problem, and then he gives us another problem for taking so- the solution he gave us to the problem, whereas God wants us to live in freedom.
0: Right, and he says, but those who desire to be rich, verse 9 of First Timothy 6, fall into temptation and a snare yeah. and into many foolish and harmful lusts mm-hmm. which drown men in perdition and destruction. Look at it. Oh, my God. Yeah, look at the, the people who, a description. who are rich. The people those, who those have are so the much. Super, the super rich, <laughs> the elite, the, the, you know, the Hollywood people, the political people, the business people, yeah. most what of them are just caught up in what all this What do they
1: have when they lose their beauty? They lose their position, their ability to act. They lose their they health. They lose their fans. They what what do they have? They they lose their house. What do they have?
0: What what Paul Paul says that's what he's saying. He says but he says in verses uh 17 through 19, same chapter, 1 Timothy 6, command those who are rich in this present age mm-hmm. not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain uncertain riches. Mhm. Uh but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Let them do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And we thank God for those people who are very wealthy. And we've, we we know some of them personally and are wonderful people. God has blessed them with great wealth, but they are using it. Mm-hmm. for the, the kingdom, kingdom of God, God. Mm-hmm. their whole thing is they're not heaping stuff onto themselves well all of us
1: are to be conduits of the gifts that God conduits
0: has given us. of the gifts that God whether has whether it's given us.
1: wisdom or wealth or riches or whatever but you know the thing is um you can choose you can choose what you meditate on you can choose you know I know it's hard it's very hard when you're being surrounded by negative people negative circumstances scary circumstances big messy problems and at that point at that point where people you know s- struggle to try to you know save themselves the better thing to do would be to surrender to God and cry out to him because you know the un, un- people who are murmuring complaining ungrateful people are unhappy people unhappy people are unhealthy people an attitude of gratitude goes a long ways in creating Health in your body because your body is also hearing what you're saying, yes. and if you're saying I'm bad, I'm stupid, it's never going to work. I'm afraid, it's going bad. Da da da. Your whole body system, then, uh, your immune system, your fight and flight system, everything is alerted to be over attentive, hyper vigilant, overactive. Everything sc- starts to secrete the the survival hormones, the cortisol, the histamines, whatever, and your body is sent in a direction of actually depleting itself. Mm-hmm. uh because you are you're so this negative word, if instead by the grace of God you could cry out, God, give me a word of blessing out of my mouth, give me something shut my mouth if I want to complain, shut it, and set a watch over my mouth, as the psalm said, but give me something uh to speak of hope thank you know there's something to be thankful for you can bring that spirit into any conversation. No matter where you are, it may be not totally the the topic at the moment, but you can switch the topic to something of God, something right. of, you know, you don't know, say, and, but about God, you say, you know, I'm just so thankful today that, you know, when I was coming into work, you know, my eyes were working, uh, I, you right. know, I saw the this, this sunrise, I blah, 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 whatever. You can just turn oh. so much atmosphere around to blessing and people actually need that how many people just a little smile
0: oh yeah can make it, it, their day it, it makes such a difference
1: how depleted a day is that one little smile can make a difference it, it's like
0: that. The, the story of the uh, older gentleman that he had only two teeth but he was thankful that when he bit down they both met well that's, they both met each other so that's there's something all, to be thankful for always something to be thankful for it's interesting too you're talking about bringing light into a conversation mm-hmm. of thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know when people are are, are and it's in a lot of christians just gripe about how bad this is a lot of opportunities and, and, actually and there's a lot of evil stuff and it's like yes okay there's this and there's this and there's bad this. news everywhere bad news everywhere uh Challenging attacks, all kinds of things coming against us. But
1: there's a treachery in that too, you know, to set us up to be divisive and and discouraged. Right,
0: right, right, and to get our focus off the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just 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 briefly here, the the meanings of some of the words. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, when we're talking about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Thanksgiving, we, we've been saying this: it's an antidote for complaining, greed, even for covetousness, mm-hmm. and uh, and entitlement. And entitlement, yeah, and uh, you know, taking things for granted, others for granted. Thanksgiving, you know, honors God as the Creator. But in in the Old Testament, the word the word that's most commonly used for thanks in the Old Testament in the Hebrew language is yada, which means to use or to hold out the hand. So it's like hold or or to like throw a stone or arrow at or away from something. Okay, it's like to throw out the hand, hold out the hand. uh, Praise God to to God to give praise, or it means to revere or worship with extended hands. So you wonder why people, you know, lift up. Sometimes it's good just to Mm -hmm. yeah lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. uh, Paul says that's
1: called surrender. Yeah, good for us.
0: But so this is an expression. It's a physical expression. So sometimes. Some of you need to get your hands out of your pockets and <laughs> and, and just throw and your them eyes up off the ground and, and 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 throw them up to 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 heaven, and then there's the word Thanksgiving in Good the exercise. Old Testament, Testament, right? Is, is Toda? I, I might be pronouncing that wrong because I'm not really a Hebrew scholar, but it means an extension of the hand in adoration or praise. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just an, a very similar to what Thanksgiving means, what thanks mm-hmm. means. And then in the uh, Thanksgiving, in the Greek, in the New Testament, the most common word used when Paul talks about Thanksgiving is uh, eucharisteo or eucharistia. In other words, where you get the word Eucharist, mm-hmm. or or we're not thinking of a mass, we're thinking about now the the Lord's Supper is an expression of worship. its That's where we get that. So the, that
1: you, was their Thanksgiving meal.
0: Yeah, the Thanksgiving meal. Oh, was the last I, I supper. say it often, the Thanksgiving meal for the church is, is the Lord's Supper.
1: Right, but when Jesus and his disciples, that's just what we do too. They gathered with his, he gathered with his family. Um, he had a nice meal. Yeah. It was a very significant meal. Uh, there were some declarations made. There were some bless, cups of blessing. There was some, you know, uh, it was really a, uh, a, a sending off or initiation uh the beginning of the crucifixion and it was it was a mad attitude there was a great uh, i mean it was a sorrowful time but at the same time it was a thankful time
0: right and and the word thanksgiving there in the new testament means to be grateful to express gratitude mm-hmm. towards it can mean like you're saying marjorie to say grace at a meal mm-hmm. um it it's basically thanksgiving the greek it's grateful language to god as an act of worship right grateful language to god as an act of worship and it's it, it, it's interesting um that the longest book in the bible is a book of praise and thanksgiving i know P-
1: thanksgiving and praise w- real true worship to god is really a lost art i yeah. think i think having a heart of gratitude uh, is is really a rare thing because most people you you it's hard for you to find someone who's actually genuinely. I'm not just saying happy, but joyful. Their their happiness has to do with happenings around you, but joy has to do with an internal stability and strength that you are you're okay, you're safe no matter what it looks like out on the outside. So joy is uh, is part of that gratitude
0: exactly. And then in the Hebrew, the word for praise, the most common word used for praise in the Old Testament. It means, it comes from a word to means to be clear, to shine, Mm. okay, or to boast or make a show. Mm -hmm. So basically, when you're praising God, what are you doing? You're boasting of God and his greatness uh, and and his power and what he's done. His presence and his gift. Yeah, it means to be clamorously foolish, to be what's considered clamorously foolish, to rave. Uh-huh. To celebrate, to bolster, to commend
1: in God, in God's in, gifts, in God, it, in who
0: God is,
1: and this is powerful. I, oh and, my! Because if we're clamorously it, <laughs> thankful and and acknowledging the gifts of God, there that is health. That is uh, that
0: is, is really it's really health and uh, God's creation. It talks about in like places like Psalm one forty eight. Uh, I, I just want to just look at that quick, and I know we need to wrap things up here pretty quick. Psalm 148 talks about the the praises to God mm-hmm. and uh, the, the how everything is praising God. Actually, when you look at all it. All the creation. All God's natural creation. Knows who a, he is. Is a symphony is of praise to the Lord. Is thankful for life and breath Lord.
1: and opportunity to right.
0: be. Psalm 148, uh, it says, he's talking, just Talking about all the things that praise the Lord. The heavens, the heights, the angels, the hosts, the sun and the moon, the stars of light, Mm. the heaven of heavens, the waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord for he commanded and they were created. Praise the Lord from the earth. The praise the Lord, the sea creatures, fire, snow, hail, and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, the kings of the earth and all peoples and princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the Lord. Just and be so thankful. this is really what we're called to be. So, Jesus so, said if you know the people were criticized, when he came into the triumph yeah. in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. the triumphal entry, they were critic. Oh, they're praising, they're praising, they're making too much noise. Too much. Jesus said, yeah. "If these should be quiet, the very stones would cry out." And uh, so, around the throne of God, Revelation mm-hmm. chapter four, verses eight through eleven. What's going on with the elders and the living creatures that are there? It's praise and thanksgiving and worship. And if we're thinking about wanting to go to heaven and we're not interested in praising God now. Uh, I don't know, if you don't it, well, like to here's praise the God now, here's the deal. that if, How are you going to you know, do in heaven?
1: That the opposite of praise is ingratitude. Yes. And that's what we're talking about today. The power of thankfulness and that curse of ingratitude. And when you refuse to thank God and acknowledge him as God, worship him and acknowledge his gifts, if that's bound up in you, if that's not flowing in you, if that's not part of your general who you are, spirit of God moving in you, then you're you're in jeopardy of coming under the the curse of rejecting God diminishing God not acknowledging God not being thankful so being thankful is really a sign of true gratitude is a sign of health and ingratitude opens us up to the murmuring complaining of the curses as we saw in Egypt as we see in many lives today so let us pray father god that we will not fall into the trap of murmuring and complaining which yes. is so easy and so natural and so Surra- so surrounding us, Lord God, but that we will, as you've called us to be a peculiar people, separate, um, not to touch the unclean things. That many of the unclean things we touch are the words and attitudes that we fall into. So, Lord, I f- pray that you would forgive us as we ask for forgiveness for believing the lies that have allowed us to complain, to look to the negative, to be anxious, uh, to be unthankful, and that you would pr- you'd teach us, Holy Spirit, within us to be grateful and thankful, not to be afraid or embarrassed or ashamed, to speak of the goodness of God, the glory of God. And may you, Lord, fill us at this season of the year with great, uh, in the midst of all of the devil's attempts to distract us and disturb, uh, disturb us and discourage us, that you would pour into us, Lord God, a great spirit of faith and praise and thanksgiving. And, Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys, and see you next week. I have an emergency. What is your location?
0: I I can Rescue radio. Cause there's a war for your soul.